Oh, give God the praise. Hallelujah. Pray for your pastor. Pray for me. Uh, I need your prayers. Praise God. We're in this together. I think, uh, I don't know, sometimes I feel like the way we're put together, thank God for uh, God's order, but we got to remember we're a family, we're friends, and we're fighting to get all of us to heaven. Amen. And praise the Lord. I was thinking here before we turn in our Bibles uh, to our text, I was thinking earlier today about sincerity. I was thinking about the great testimonies, the prayer, the worship uh, around here lately. And sometimes, sometimes I think sincerity, when we bring it up in church, where a lot of times we're talking about how truth is just the truth. And sometimes there's some good folks in this world that are very sincere, but as we've said many, many times, sincerely wrong. And that doesn't change truth. You can be sincere in believing something that is wrong, and uh, it's still wrong. But I thought how important sincerity really is, though, really. How, though, in that sense, sincerity is not going to make something wrong right. But when you've got the truth of God's Word and you love Him, you can't be phony with it. You can't be shallow with it. You've got to, and I think the world needs to see it. You know, it's one thing to have it. It's another thing to be able to allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to say, hey, uh, this is who I am, and, and uh, to be able to show it. And I appreciate, and I know God appreciates the sincerity in the worship, in the prayer, in the testimonies, praise God. I, I, know, I know it's so very important, and it's a blessing when you know somebody's got, got it for real. Amen. Let's all just go ahead and stand, and we're going to get our Bibles. Turn in the Word of God to Psalm 103. I'm sure a lot of us could quote a good bit of this. Hallelujah. Feeling like the Lord was leading me this afternoon for Wednesday night Bible study, and we'll talk about that maybe more uh, later on this week, maybe this weekend, but uh, I couldn't get away from this, and And uh, we just want to obey the Lord. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for all the kind things you say and do. It's helpful. We're under attack. I don't. I know you. I know you know you're under attack. Well, praise God, we're all under attack. And uh, I'm not uh, singing the blues. I'm not playing a pity party. I'm just stating the facts. We're gonna make it. We need to stand by one another and uh, be praying for one another. And I appreciate. Your prayers, praise God. Psalm 103, if you have it, say amen. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for, Lord, just all that you have done for your people. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, Lord, as it's been said tonight, of your presence, Lord, that is so rich and just so incredible, God. Thank you for already just working and speaking into our lives, God. We love you. We ask you for your anointing, God, and that somebody would hear your voice tonight and be blessed. God, have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 103, let's just read from verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all 
thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Praise God. Do you feel like you've benefited from living for God? If you said amen, go ahead and be seated. God bless you. Amen. God's good to us. God has blessed us. And I I, I know that every one of us could stand up and just go on and on about just how good God has been to us. How many different ways does, does God enrich your life? Amen. Not every day is just uh, all just sunshine. There's... There's, uh, there's uh, rain clouds in, in everybody's life. But, you know, in it all, we're blessed. Even in the valley, He is the lily of the valley. Even in the trials and in the tests, God is good to His people. Amen. Thank God for His hand of protection. Thank God for health and for healing. Amen. Thank God that, that, that He puts your life back together again. I think so often we look at things... We look at stuff. We're blessed. God, God meets our needs, and how many feel like He's given us a whole lot more than just our needs? Amen. He, he has just richly blessed us with so many uh, of our wants as well, and, and exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. But you know, don't ever mistake it beyond things. Don't ever let things take precedence over people in your life. When God's blessed you with family, when God's blessed you with friends, amen. Don't take that lightly. Don't allow yourself to, to have one moment of your life robbed from, from, from recognizing the benefit of the blessings of a church family, of people around you, amen. Uh, the friends and, and, and husband, wife, children, brothers and sisters, God's blessed us, amen. Hallelujah. And most of all. Most of all, he's blessed us with a friendship of his own. Amen. To be a friend of God. To know that you're not walking in this life alone. Amen. Though sometimes you may be battled, sometimes things come against you, but you're not alone. Amen. God's there when you're battling fear. God's there. God's there when you're battling temptation. He's there. Amen. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. This salvation that God's blessed us with, how He's put us together, given us hope, given us life, given us the blessings of a sound mind. I know I'm not the only one, praise God. I don't think it's just old age and gray hair, praise God. I think it's just being realistic. Look around, this world's gone crazy. Amen. People, and sadly, let me say it this way with compassion. Sadly, people are grasping for some meaning. They're looking for some fulfillment in this world. And they know that, I know that without God, can I say, they are hopeless and helpless. But to know that even on your worst day, even in your darkest hour, praise God, that God's given you a sound mind and a heart, uh, the Holy Ghost, the joy, the peace that only God can give. Amen. We're blessed. We are loaded daily with benefits. It, it says He's forgiven all of our iniquities. You don't have to walk in shame. You don't have to carry the guilt of who, excuse me, who you were in times past. Amen? 
to know that you're right with God, to walk in this world with confidence that no matter what happens in this world, that God's prepared a place for you, that where he is, there ye may be also. He wants you in his heaven. He desires you to be dwelling with him throughout eternity. He's forgiven you. He's cleansed you of your guilt and your shame. And he's become, hallelujah, your redeemer. The benefits that go on and on, the the health and the healing, the redemption from destruction, the loving kindness and tender mercies day by day. Amen. I thank God that I know not only did he forgive me, I don't know how many years ago today, that he just forgave me of my sins and called me his son. But you know what? I've needed that tender mercy a few times in my life. I've needed his compassion. I've needed an altar. I've needed a God who's been a father to me. I've needed it at times when I knew I'm weak and I I don't have the strength that maybe people think that I have. I need a God that will say, I'm with you and I'll give you what you need to keep on going. Amen. Hallelujah. Crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. Satisfies the mouth with good things. That's those wants we were talking about. That's a God who, who I, I don't know, I, I, I recommend anybody and everybody just slow down a little bit and recognize how beautiful God's creation is. Slow down a little bit. T- turn some things off and lay the phone aside and, and just notice how beautiful the fresh air is. Notice how beautiful the sunset is. Notice how good, praise God, God is. Amen. There's so many things that God has just richly blessed us with. We are benefited. The Bible says in Psalm 68:19, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Every day. Do you feel loaded with benefits? Oh, you spend too much time complaining and and, and looking around and seeing all the problems. I'm telling you what, when you just recognize today, you're loaded with benefits. Recognize what, what would I be without the Lord? Where would I be without God? God's been so good to me. Amen. I can look around this world and see see that uh, God's been so good and so merciful. Why me? Amen. Hallelujah. He daily loadeth us with blessing benefits. Psalm one sixteen twelve is the third place of three places in the Bible that that word benefits is. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? What can I do? To repay God. That's the heart of a child of God. That's the spirit that, that, that the attitude that we ought to have in church today. Not, hey, God, you owe me. Hey, brother, you owe me. Hey, you ought to be doing this for me. What should I, how could I ever repay? My life ought to be just a, a bountifully blessed life that says, God, you've been better to me than I deserve. Amen. I ought to be looking for ways that I can just render back my gratitude. My, my, my heart just, just overwhelmed and loaded with your benefits. Amen. There's a self-centered generation that we live in that's miserable, that looks to everybody and says, you ought to be do, doing this for me and you owe me this. When you get your mind on God and you get your eyes on how good he's been to you, amen, you're going to look to be a blessing. You're going to look to be a help. You're going to say, you know what? I can't do enough to repay what God's done for me. Amen. 
Not this stingy, hey, oh, I don't want anybody to get over. You could not do anything that to a child of God that he doesn't just walk away being more blessed. Amen. Somebody talked about it like a cork floating in the ocean. You could hit it with a hammer. It's just going to keep popping up. That's the way a child of God is. Amen. Your life with the blessings of God, no matter how much situations and circumstances try to get you down, you've got to keep on popping up. Amen. Don't get your eyes on all the things that, that should be or could be. Just thank God for what is because you are loaded with benefits. We're blessed. We're blessed. God is good to us. Hallelujah. We're praying. That doesn't mean we don't have a prayer list. Amen. That doesn't mean there's not things you're waiting on. Amen. You're blessed beyond comprehension. But that doesn't mean there's not something you're saying, God, you're giving me a promise. Hello? God, if I read your word right, you said you would. And I'm waiting on you. Amen. I'm holding on to a promise. There's so much that I can already say thank you for. There's so much that I could say, God, you've been so good to me, I don't deserve it. There's so many benefits that I could go on and on and on talking about. And, and, and things that, that, that are, are this are from the redemption of a life of destruction that was on its way to hell. to just little things day by day that maybe nobody else would care to hear about. But, oh, God's so good. Amen? But there's still some things that we're holding on to God for. There's still promises that God knows you're holding on for. I want to remind somebody tonight that God sees those things that you've prayed for. Amen. God sees those prayer requests that you've held on to. Amen. Somebody that feels like, hey, God, I know you've been good to me, but I've been praying for something. I wonder if you still remember this. Oh, God sees it. God knows your heart. God knows the burden of your heart. Amen. Keep holding on to the promise. We've got to recognize, hallelujah, though God daily loads us with blessings. That we are, God's been good to us. Amen. Amen. But there, that does not mean that just every, every prayer can, can, can just be so instantaneous like Sister Becca's. Amen. That every prayer, sometimes you got to hold on. Read your Bible. Sometimes they held on for a little while. Sometimes God is working in a way that is beyond our ways. And though he's just been so good to us, I guess he doesn't want us to become like spoiled children. This world does have some troubles and some trials. This world does have some things that we got to say, God, I'm not sure just exactly why you're doing it your way, but I'm going to trust you anyhow. Amen. And you got to wait on God. It's not easy. Amen. It's not always easy. You cannot lose faith, though. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. You can't allow yourself to say, you know what? God's not seeing this. God's not not remembering how important this is to me. God's not hearing what I'm saying to him. No, no, no. There's just some things we got to keep holding on to a promise. Do you have a promise? 
Do you have a promise in your heart? Listen, you need to get a hold of one. You need to recognize that this isn't just I hope everything goes easy or I hope everything goes my way. There are some things that are important to you. There are some things that, that are needed in your life, some things that you cannot let go of. Don't let go of it. Don't give up and say, you know what, maybe it's just not important to God. Don't, don't allow your faith to be, be dissolved like that. Don't allow your faith to be damaged like that. You know that God is hearing your prayers. Hold on to the promise. Get a hold of what God told you and don't let it go. Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. Look what it says. Verse 10. For God is not unrighteous. Can anybody say amen to that? What's he mean, unrighteous? To forget your work and labor of love. God recognizes your faithfulness. Now, I know you don't like to complain. I know you want to have faith. But understand, it is very just common, if you will. It's, you can see it given to us in the Bible. There are great men of faith and saints in the Bible that uh, especially uh, David was mentioned tonight. And David at one point said, I, I looked and, you know, I've been faithful all this time, but I'm seeing the unrighteous prosper. And can I just go ahead and give it to you in the Melvin International Version, the MIV? He said, it's messing me up. It's messing with my head. My, I'm ready to slip. My faith is ready to just slide on out the door. I don't understand. I've been faithful. You know, that was Job's problem. I know a lot of people. I heard another message somewhere here recently, and they were just talking about how Job, uh, you know, he said... Uh, he said uh, that, you know, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. I'm not going to curse God. You're a foolish woman and all these things. And then he went for 35 or some chapters just, just holding on by faith. They didn't read the book of Job. Because Job was really struggling with the idea that he lived his life for God with integrity. So why, where is he when I need him the most? And he began to question God's integrity. That's right. Hey, you go ahead and just go to the end of the book. God's not saying, attaboy, Job. God's saying, hey, stand up and answer me like a man. Where were you when I created this world? You going to call me out on the carpet? Yeah. Yeah, Job wasn't getting attaboys at the end of the book of Job. Job was getting rebuked, and he said, I should have kept my mouth shut. I spoke about things I didn't understand. Amen. Job didn't understand where God... He said, I'm looking to the left. He's not there. I'm looking to the right. Where is he? I look in front of me. He's not around. He was there. Where is he when I need... Hey, listen to me. God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. Somebody needs to hear that. You look around and you see folks and they got the, the promotion. They got the raise. They seem like they're doing all right. And then all of a sudden we forget how good God's been to us and that we've got more than just stuff. Amen. We've got, we've got uh, God and we've got family, a church family that's going to be there no matter what. Amen. No matter when hard times come. Amen. Oh, that's a lot in this world. But it's, 
not so uncommon to say, God, I've been, I've been faithful, but I don't understand why I haven't received my promise yet. Hello? I know that just sounds like I said it's okay to sin because that's not faith. Listen to me. Your faith's going to be tried. Amen. Your faith's going to be tried. And when you look around, and you might not just stand up and say it in church. That wouldn't be proper. But in your heart and in your mind, this philosopher's talking about these thoughts that they don't make any sense when you say them out loud. But, but they're, in your, they're in your head saying, God, where are you? What's the deal? It just seems like, you know. I didn't get my miracle. There's somebody I know, and they're, they're, they don't care about truth. They don't care about holiness. And God God get answered prayer for them. And where where are you, God? Listen. Listen to what God's saying. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. They had to be told that. Sometimes I read the Bible, and, and that really gives me a lot of encouragement, that I see something like that, and I think, you know, they had to be told that. You know why they had to be told that? Because somebody was thinking, God, I've worked and I've had a labor of love, and I think you forgot. I think you you forgot that I really live for God. Well, now we're not talking about somebody just living for God on a weekend and then Monday trying to see the the heavens open up with every every blessing in the world. But somebody who's been in this for a while, and you feel like maybe God forgot. That you have really just laid it all aside and, and followed him. Amen. Just like the disciples. You, you said, hey, there's no turning back. I'm just going to leave these nets here and going to follow him. And then all of a sudden you're waiting on a promise. And you said, hey, God, this is a promise, right? Well, where are you? The Bible says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of the hope unto the end. Hold on. Don't give up. That you be not slothful. He's saying don't, don't be weary in well-doing. I, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but there's people who, who press and push and fight and, and put their all into it. And they, they fight against the, the weariness and they fight against. But then after a while, you hold it on. And you say, God, where are you? And after a while, you say, well, maybe I, I don't need to just fight so hard and press so hard. If God's forgotten me, then maybe, hey, he said, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be slothful, but followers of them through, who through faith and patience Inherit the promises. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? Be followers of them who through faith. You can't separate faith from patience. Patience patience has gotten, if I could remove the, the, the nasty kind of connection in our minds with patience because everybody just has heard preachers say, ah, you know, uh, tribulation worketh patience. If you yeah, pray for patience, you're going to get tribulation. So everybody's like, Let's just not talk about patience. Because I've got enough on my plate. So let's just say I don't need any patience. Okay? Don't pray for my patience. But, but patience is just really fighting the fight with faith. You can't separate faith and patience. Because patience needs to be there. When, when, when you're holding on in faith, it means to continue joyfully. Uh, just keep on going and keep on smiling when the battle gets rough. That's patience. I'm not giving up. It, it, it's really uh, a, just a 
a real close cousin, if you will, to faith. Patience means you're just holding on and trusting God, and, and you're not giving up when faith is tried. So it says, don't be slothful, but be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. But get what we're saying here. To get your promise, it's going to take faith plus patience. Amen. Patience means that it didn't happen when you thought it would. Amen. It was another trip to the altar. It was another uh, another time when you said, okay, God, I, I, I woke up and, and uh, I still have not received the promise, but thank you, Lord, it's coming. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and in your heart and in your mind, you say, I, I was willing to say, thank you, Lord, I know it's on its way, but... But come on, it's, it's been a while. It takes patience. Amen. For when God made promise to Abraham, so he brings up Abraham. Amen. Because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Amen patiently endured. God gave Abraham a promise, but he had to get through some things with his faith. Faith had to endure some things. Faith had to be patient. Faith can't just sit by and say, hey God, where where are you? What's going on? Faith has to say, thank you Jesus again. I trust you're on, it's on its way. But don't get me wrong. I want to preach to you the way God the way God put it on my heart. I know Abraham was a man of faith. I know we we use him as an example of how we need to just believe God and patiently endure. Amen. But Abraham ever grow weak in faith? Did Abraham ever look for a safety net or a plan B? I know what the book of Romans says. I believe it's in Romans. You know, he staggered not at the promise. But there was a point that it, that, that was true, that I think he was talking about in that text, a very specific point, when God said, I want you to take Isaac, your only son Isaac, take him up on Mount Moriah, sacrifice him unto me. He said, let's go. And that amazing account is very encouraging and very helpful But you understand there were other times where Abraham said, I know God's going to take good care of us, but make sure you just tell him you're my sister. Right? Uh, I I, I know God's got a plan and God's got it all figured out, but you know what? I'm going to try to work out God's will because God probably needs my help. So Sarah, just step aside and... Let your handmaid come and have a baby, and, and that will be our heir. And can I tell you, that mess is still going on. Amen. Because this man of faith had some times where he doubted. The beautiful thing, you know this, the beautiful thing about the Word of God, it says we write these things unto you that you sin not. God's, God's telling you that, that He is faithful and He's going to help you. But, but you read your Bible 
and see men like Abraham, men like Solomon, men like like David, men uh, on and on and on. Whether it's the, uh, the disciple Peter and and all these these people in the Bible, you'll see that they were just men of like passions, like you. They were people that that had the same mind battles, that had the same crises in their faith. Amen. So Abraham trusted God and he was patient and he endured. But that doesn't mean that there weren't days where he said, God, you've given me a promise, but I'm holding on to it and I'm and I'm struggling today. I want somebody to remember, praise God, that God said he has not forgotten your work and labor of love. Hold on to your promise. In fact, I want to tell somebody else that, hey, you're holding on for answered prayer. There's a promise for you. Get a hold of it. Amen. It's not just I hope so or I wish this or I I want this. But God said, hey, I've got a promise for you. Stand on that promise. Don't be afraid to say, God, I'm telling you, this is what you said, and I'm holding on to it. I'm believing you. Amen? There's some things that I want you to um, consider while you're waiting on an answered prayer, while you're waiting on your promise. Praise God. Number one is that uh, just because you're a child of God and just because you are uh, living for God and, and faithful to Him, and, and uh, you're, you're holding on. That doesn't mean, and you have a promise from God, that doesn't mean you won't be tested. That doesn't mean that God in His wisdom and in His great will for your life that wants to strengthen your faith won't make you hold on for a little while. I know we are like little children sometimes. We want it our way and we want it yesterday. Amen. We don't want to wait for anything. We want, and, and God allows us to, to go through some things. In fact, I'll tell you this right now. I, I believe if you read this Bible, you'll recognize that difficulties and valleys and battles, it, it's going to keep you strong. It's going to keep you sharp. It's going to, it, it's the mountaintop experience so often that people get so blessed and they forget God. God said, don't you forget me when your bellies are full and you're blessed. When, when you've won your victory, don't don't allow yourself to get you to let let your faith get soft and weak and 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 lose that 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 passion and that zeal for me. So sometimes God withholds things, and it's important to us. It's 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 things that we we desperately want to see God work. We're not talking uh, about some some small thing. We're we're talking about needs that that we need answered and and God sometimes just just says I want you to trust me. Amen. I I'm not going to do this right now. I want you to trust me. I want to see what happens. Are you still going to trust me? Are you still going to believe me when it doesn't happen your way in your time? Hello? See, we God's not and and uh, there's more of this in this list. I don't want to as I say many times don't want to get ahead of myself, but but God's not interested in just being your Santa Claus. God wants you to love Him. So, so if you've got to wait a little while, if you've got to wait a while, if you've got to hold on to God and say, you know what, God, you are everything I need. Praise God. But I'm still holding on to the promise. You will be tested. If Abraham was tested, 
you'll be tested. Amen. Number two, we've got to understand God's got a time frame that is not ours. I know we can try to get these minds. How's good that working? Oh, yeah, I mean it. Sometimes we wake up and, you know, we don't know. We not only don't know where our keys are, we forgot what we were looking for. Amen. So you know what? We sit down and think it out and think, you know what, maybe God, I, I know how God ought to work this out. And there's no way in my mind, that's the problem, there's no way in my mind waiting on this is any good. It would be better, and we start to manage God's kingdom. You know, God, it'd be better if you do it my time. How many times has God's time always been the best time? How many times has God's ways always been the best way? Amen. But we get impatient and we begin to think, you know, God, we start the wheels turning. That ought to just be uh, laid down in an altar and think, you know what, if if you if it's happened now, amen, If you did, then this could happen. Oh, I've got all these reasons why my timing is best. And you're just impatient. I understand because what you're praying for is serious business and you're desperate in your need for an answer but God's timing is still perfect it's always best so sometimes he's, he'll test your faith sometimes it's just a matter of timing that now would be good for you but when he says I'm working all things together for good His good is so much better than your good. Amen. Hey, how about this? Number three. Sometimes, you've heard me say this more than once. I know that I've said it here recently, maybe a week or two ago, about praying for you that God would give you reassurance. That God would just let you know that he's on it. Amen. Because sometimes God's doing more than you're able to see. Sometimes God's working some things that you don't, you can't recognize how he's moving. Has it ever happened where, where all of a sudden maybe somebody says something and you've been praying for them and you're like, I, I didn't even realize you were thinking that way. But God works in ways that are far beyond. Uh, you know, I hear people say, uh, I don't know who, I got to look this up sometime, but you know, people say, well, God works in mysterious ways. And I'm just, I don't know. I think that's more of a Hollywood thing than a Bible thing. Amen. Because he's a revealer of mysteries. But I'll tell you this, he'll work in ways that, that sometimes you don't see. Sometimes he's working on a deeper level than what you understand. And though it's still in his time, he's at, he, he's, he's, the wheels are turning. Amen. And if you want to say that's mysterious, then then good. You're right. It is mysterious. That's all right. But it's beyond your comprehension. Well, he might be doing more than what you realize. Number four, he's he'll test you. His timing is right. Sometimes he's doing a lot more than what you are able to see in your own finite understanding. Number four. Sometimes we've got to recognize that I'm holding on for a promise and I feel like I know just how he's going to do it. But God's always got the ability to do it better. Sometimes if God's working on something that's more important in his eyes, then that's okay with me. Hallelujah. 
Case in point, Jesus himself praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, not my will, but thine be done in his flesh. I, I want this to stop. I don't want this to, to, to drink this cup. I, I, I don't want to go through this. This is going to hurt. This is going to be, be excruciating. This is going to, to, to I, I can't imagine all that was going on, not only physically, but spiritually, to have to deal with the sins of the whole world. But he was able to say, this is what I want. This is what would be convenient for me. But God, even though this is what I'm praying about, you have every right to do it better than what I have it figured out to be. God's priorities have to have precedence over ours. We have to be able to say at the end of the day, God, you do it your way, and I'll be okay with that. After God works, it's easy because it's always so much better. But before it works... It's hard to just take that will of yours and submit it to God's. But you've got to get it into your spirit, amen, where you recognize, God, you do know better than me. That's easy to say now, but when you're praying and saying, God, I'm holding so desperately onto this promise. God, I I know what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And then be able to say, but God, your will. Your will. If there's something more important than, than, than this right now, then God, I trust you with that. And we started saying this, our fifth and final point of, uh, of things to consider while waiting on an answered prayer is that more, most importantly, more than anything else is seeking Him. I think sometimes our waiting, we start saying this with our number one, sometimes our waiting on God we need to recognize, again, God's just not the giver of good things. He is the gift. Amen? More than Him doing anything else, you just need Him. God wants to load you with blessings, but most importantly, He just wants that relationship with you. He wants you to know Him, to love Him, and He wants to love you. So sometimes I believe we wait on God because what we need to recognize is that we need to focus on the giver. We need to focus on God's goodness. We need to get our priorities in line and recognize, hey, it's not just what I do for you, it's who I am. Amen? It's not just how I do all these things for you. It's, it's, it's a loving relationship with a great God. Hebrews 11 Hebrews 11, verse 11. We talked a lot about Abraham, but Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, mentions Sarah, a woman of faith. Amen. Thank God for that. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Listen to this. This is so good. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah looked at the promise and said impossible. Sarah heard what was supposed to happen and she said, no way. She laughed. But then she realized who's saying it. And the Bible says she judged it. She made a decision. You know, God knows what he's doing. 
If God said it, I believe it. Right? Are you hearing me? Sarah, something had to happen. She had to consciously, willfully make a decision and say, you know what? Against everything that I see, I know what God said to me, and I'm going to stand on that. And the Bible says she received that strength. She was given that child because she judged him faithful who had promised. Listen to me. God is the God that heals you. God is the great physician. God is the God that will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. God said, prove me now and I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing on you. He is that God. Amen. He said, I I am that God. Hallelujah. That's given you a promise. And this promise is unto you and your children. He's a God of promises. You hold on to that promise. You don't let it go. You hold on to it. You keep it every day and recognize that God is not slack concerning His promises. God is not forgetful and God has not forgotten you. He has seen your prayers. He's seen your faithfulness. He's heard your prayers. The Bible talks about Cornelius. I believe we mentioned it the other day, how he was going before the Lord. I don't know how long. I'd like to know, you know. That's one of those questions I guess I'll have to wait on. But Cornelius heard from God an angel was dispatched one day. Why that day? Only God knows because it says your prayers and your alms, your giving has come up for a memorial before the Lord. And now God's got the answer. Today is your day. I don't know if it was a week. I don't I think it was longer than that. I don't know if it's been years and years that he just did what he knew to do. Going to be faithful, going to be generous, going to be a friend, going to help the poor, going to help the people around me, going to pray, going to pray, going to keep on praying. And then one day an angel came by and said, Cornelius, I heard your prayers. Amen. There was a time the Bible says Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days. Now, this wasn't on my list of, of, of the five things to consider while you're, you're waiting for your answer to prayer. But praise God. The Bible says that an angel came to him and said, Daniel, your prayers were heard the first day. But there's been spiritual warfare going on behind the scene. Amen. Daniel held on, he prayed, he fasted, and I'm sure it wasn't very easy for him. But you know what? God had an answer for him. And God's got an answer for you. Child of God, God's not forgotten you. God's not forgotten your years of faithfulness. God's not 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 forgotten your prayers and your tears. God's not forgotten your crying out and your travail. God's not forgotten how important this is to you. Hold on The answer's on its way. Can we bow our heads in prayer? Oh, somebody reach out to God right now. Sister Katie, if you can come to the music. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, don't be weary. Don't be weary. You keep on holding on. God's not forgot your work and labor of love. Patiently endure. And God said, you'll attain the promise. You're holding on for an answer. You can ask why, God. You can ask, where are you, God? You can ask, what's the delay? I I don't understand all day long. I'm just telling you, God's, God's got an answer for you. Hold on. Oh, in the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody reach out to God. Somebody find a place at the altar. Jesus, Jesus, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Stand on your word. Come on. God hurts. God hears your prayers. Don't stop. Don't give up. Be patient. Be patient. Lord, I pray somebody, somebody will receive strength. Somebody will receive help. name. Hold on, saint of God. Stand on your word. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Minister, Lord. Keep praying, saint of God. Keep praying. Keep holding on. Don't give up. Endure. God, in Jesus' name. Help that one that's weak. Help that one, Lord, that's battling in their mind. Why? Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you're so good, God. I love you, Jesus. Minister, Lord God. You said faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Renew somebody's faith tonight. Renew somebody's strength tonight as we wait on you. As we wait on you, we trust you, Lord. We judge you righteous. We judge you righteous, Lord. You said it. We believe it, God. We judge you faithful. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Somebody needed this more than anybody else. Somebody needed this. You've been just waiting on God, trying so hard to just continue on, but you've been feeling that weariness, feeling the questions get a hold of your mind and tear you down. And God's telling you, come on, hold on and trust me. Trust me a little bit longer, child of God. Trust me. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Do your will. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Stand on your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. 
Jesus, I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you for your help. Thank you, Lord, for just making yourself so real, Lord. Helping us see that you're still working, you're still moving, you're still talking to us. Still giving us help when we're weak, encouraging us, Lord God, when we falter. Thank you for it, Lord. Let's all stand. God, you're so good to us. You are faithful, God. You're faithful, and we thank you for it. God, we trust you. Lord, help our unbelief. Help our weakness, God, and give us strength to continue on enduring patiently, Lord, until the answer comes. Bless your people, Lord, I pray. Oh, bring them that reassurance they need. And God will give you the glory and thanks. Keep us safe as we travel. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.